Hello, I'm Vic Bedoyan. Welcome to Science, a Candle in the Dark. Today we'll be hearing from Dr. Kaberi Kargupta, a biologist and anthropologist, and one of the founders of the Café Scientific Events in Fresno. Kaberi created and is directing a unique project to save the slender loris, an increasingly rare primate right in the heart of Bangalore, India, a megacity of 11.5 million people. It's called the Urban Slender Loris Project. One thing that makes the project unique is the use of citizen scientists throughout the city to help do research. It's a collaboration between scientists and engaged citizens from all walks of life to create a community finding a way for these treasured wild creatures to live side by side with people in one of the fastest growing cities in the world. Dr. Kaberi Kargupta hopes the Urban Slender Loris Project can be a model for fostering coexistence between city people and wild things. Tell me a little bit about your background and your research interests. Well, I am an ecologist, trained as an ecologist, um, but I've been doing a lot of interdisciplinary studies. I'm also trained as an anthropologist. My PhD is from an anthropology department. So even though I started as a wildlife biology major, but ended up becoming an interdisciplinary scientist who studies ecology and conservation and last couple of years I have been doing urban ecology, uh, studying wildlife in the urban areas, uh, both here in Fresno as well as in Bangalore, India. The research project that you're doing is on a very large kind of scale. It's kind of a mega conservation project, a mega conservation biology project in which you are studying a nocturnal primate and you're doing this with citizen scientists in one of the fastest growing megacities in the world. Yes. Give me some background on that. Well, um, it's interesting to see how Bangalore, which used to be a garden city of India, it was more like a retirement community's home until probably 1990s, uh, all of a sudden had grown, especially with the globalization and economic opening up of India. It started attracting a lot of uh, Silicon Valley um, industry. So a lot of these industries, as it moved from here to India, space um, special in Bangalore, it all of a sudden became a humongous city, um, attracted people from all over the U.S. and India. And as a result, that the growth has been so, human population growth has been quite uncontrollable. And the garden city all of a sudden, you know, lost its canopy cover, became a city of construction instead of city of garden. You know, um, so from a small city with uh, smaller communities and some of the oldest research institutions and universities, it became a global city. As a result, it, it, you know, just lost a whole lot of wildlife and green space. Um, Because of that, you know, even the people who are living in Bangalore started realizing that the loss is really fast and, you know, it's devastating for the for their own environment. And so there are people who were 
uh, doing some modeling of cities growth and urban you know population growth um because also it was it is a research um it has a lot of research institutions so the scientists were getting you know concerned about it along with uh, citizens so in 2013 um we sort of decided that we you know we should do um look at uh, urban ecology in bangalore and work with already some of the scientists who are working to develop a big consortium of urban studies we thought of looking at slender loris because slender loris is a small nocturnal primate which we don't really know much about it and it's found in the city you know it's found in some of these research institutions campuses which has large canopy and forest cover so we thought that and also it got some uh, you know interest among people among the local peoples we thought that maybe we should you know um work with this charismatic mini fauna to see uh how we can raise the concern and awareness among people so that's where the citizen science part came and also maybe we can use slender loris as a flagship species um to understand the destruction habitat destruction or the changes that's happening within the city so that's how this project started and since then it's got lot of uh, interest among volunteers and you know we have over 300 volunteers now and we have a core group of volunteers who got trained by me um we have a real nice team that are doing all the uh, designing of the research project along with scientists getting trained uh, not only just to survey wildlife at night but also identifying trees identifying plants how to design small studies and also looking at people's behavior what people think about um their city which was before the globalization and silicon valley uh, growth happened and now how it is and do they know anything about their wildlife the ecological knowledge the changes in um, ecological knowledge so all of those things we are looking at right now so while this is a research project having to do with the biological diversity in yes. general yes. in bangalore it the main actor Mm-hmm. is the slender loris. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the slender loris. Slender loris is an interesting animal. Uh, you know, if you look at uh primate world, it's sort of uh, described as an ancestral species in the primate evolutionary tree. It's sort of uh, very similar to lemurs of Madagascar or bush babies in Africa. Uh it's a small uh primate which is size of a large squirrel but it doesn't have a tail and it has big eyes that's an adaptation for you know being active at night and they have this tapetum like what uh, our cats have so those tapetum actually reflects light and you can see this shiny when you have lights on their eyes you can see this shiny shiny eyes and that's how we actually uh, you know spot lorises um they are found in canopies arboreal they are arboreal animal so they are insectivores they also eat some of the sometimes they eat fruits and maybe even sometimes eat eggs or small reptiles and stuff 
so it's that way it's very versatile or you know omnivore so they can live in small you know uh, big trees as well as in small trees uh, but we really don't know much about their behavior uh, one of the studies that i did for my phd i found uh, very interesting uh, social behavior they do have uh, what we call pair bonding and um, and they live sometimes in small groups but they are actually solitary foragers so they are foraging at night by themselves so that actually makes it harder to spot them also but sometimes they sleep in family units so when they go to a sleeping site you will find few animals together uh, so it's very interesting animal and to f- see how they are coping up in these urban forests um that's fascinating you know having being small animals with uh, such little we know and what they do how they are surviving is a really interesting thing are they currently endangered or threatened uh with extirpation or extinction well um you know slender loris at one point um used to be used to be thought that very endangered um according to indian wildlife act uh, of 1973 this is an schedule 1 animal so which means it has the same protection as tigers or lions uh, or elephants but uh, recently uh, some scientists actually classified slender loris in multiple different subspecies the lorises are actually found only in southern india and sri lanka and there is to be one species with multiple subspecies but there are i think two or three species so the species that are supposed to be found in bangalore are are southern most of southern india is not um, threatened by the new classification but again we don't really know about it um we don't even have any genetic studies that's conducted to see whether you know they are really different species or different uh, subspecies or different groups or variation in color um what the population growth is how their you know genetic connections between populations so none of those things are known so we really don't know much about their endangered status except that you know uh IUCN doesn't say that it's endangered they're say vulnerable um and indian wildlife act says they're endangered but again not being without having any real information so we we really need to do a lot of work tell me about the, how you're going about the research how you're going about uh finding out more about the slender loris and about the the ecosystem and what the future holds in the in bangalore or in urban areas okay so what we have been doing is i went back uh, for f- five months when i uh, stayed in the city in bangalore city and started working with the local naturalist community and scientists to figure out you know how we can uh, plan to do this big project with the, covering the entire urban bangalore urban bangalore is now about close to 700 square kilometer area so um some of our scientists team uh, and 
I sat together and decided to divide the city into uh, five square kilometer grids. And within those grids, we decided to uh, look for slender loris uh, habitats. You know, so we went out during the daytime with our um, vegetation maps to see whether these habitats are um, suitable for slender loris or not. Uh, and then marked those areas where we are going to do the service. Meanwhile, while we were doing that, I um, started uh, publishing the work uh, through internet, uh, network of uh, various volunteers group and naturalist group, as well as with um, newspapers. So various local newspapers, uh, national level newspapers picked up the story. And as they sort of, you know, uh, gone, uh, people started, you know, reading about it or learning about through newspapers and as well as Facebook groups, social media, um, they started signing up for volunteering. As we found this large enough group, I then started giving them training for doing nocturnal surveys and some of the basic biology of the animals and habitat that they can be found. And so with that, we trained, when I was there, uh, I trained about 60 or 70 people of that group. We had a group of core team, about 15 members. And the interesting part of it is that they come from various different backgrounds, uh, from uh, photographers to technicians uh, uh, or to even IT industry people and students so it's it's really interesting to see how they are the one who are managing the entire project because I had to come back and so now this group is doing pretty much everything that you would like to do including you know um, doing interviews of people uh, to find out you know whether they know uh, or have seen lorises and when they are and as a offshoot of this interview part that we wanted to record the past distribution uh, so i started talking to various you know uh, people of our friends parents generation so i found out that actually people who have been living there for long enough or born and brought up in bangalore in the 50s and 60s they used to see slender lorries and some of them even had pets so i started collecting stories from them uh, one of the most interesting story i think is that meeting this gentleman in a cafe called koshi's in bangalore which is like iconic cafe slash restaurant in the middle of bangalore and the owner of the restaurant once i was sitting there talking to a friend who introduced me to the owners and he said oh you know i had slender lorries as a as a child and I had five or six of them and you know he started describing the behaviors and some of these behaviors you know even though I studied for almost 10 years in the wild I didn't even know so then I thought okay you know maybe this is the way I can actually do stories oral history project you know so that we can get not only just behaviors but also distribution and the past you know forest cover 
in the in Bangalore city. So through him, I came to know, you know, quite a few people. Then a couple of my friends had Loris also. One of them is an artist and she, you know, drew Loris images and also told us she had a Loris as a pet in the 1980s and how that used to go out in through the window and come back, you know, forage throughout the night and then come back in the morning and sleep in the corner of her room. Another one told me that how that animal is to catch lorises at night, uh, catch, sorry, catch um, cockroaches at night from their kitchen. And so that is the fascinating part of this. And Mr. Koshi especially got so much interested in the project that he told me that, you know, I saved his life because he thought that Loris has gone extinct from Bangalore and he would never see another one again. So that's the best part of doing this kind of citizen science project that you actually bring back them, not only the memories, but also the conservation aspect of, you know, of, of people's life, how you can connect them with nature, you know, um, even when they are, you know, all grown up and thought that things have changed so much they will never see another animal again and we are also doing with people with school kids and college kids and you see that there's so much interest they are coming at night to get trained or going out sometimes we had so many volunteers when we would do the surveys that we had to cut down the number we had to say okay if you sign up by seven o'clock the night before then at the then we can take all those people who have signed up before seven o'clock you know so there's a lot of lot of interest and enthusiasm and that's the best part of doing you know studies like these where you actually can you know show uh, people how to look for you know wildlife within their backyard and they are the one who probably will take care of their nature so this must be creating quite a buzz in Bangalore in, just in general because you're getting such enthusiasm from the people who have already participated. Yes, yes, there is a lot of interest um, and we are getting still a lot of calls. Sometimes we even get calls from people who uh, found a slender loris in their backyard. Um, for example, uh, last month we I got an email from a person who actually lives in the city, within the city, um, in a palace, which is called Bangalore Palace, which was one of the old Maharaja's palace. And this person said, oh, we found a slender loris in our, uh, you know, gate, um, guard's gate, uh, room in, in one of the palace gates. So what should we do? So I said, well, I'm not there. So I gave him the contacts and I said, well, you can also contact the rescuers and, and ask them to come and get it. Bangalore has a great uh, group of rescuers. It's a good network. So he then told me that, yeah, he called the rescuers and the rescuers came and rescued the animal and put it in a rehab center and then he asked us if we would like to go and see uh, Loris's there and I was like wow great we should do it because we have been trying to get permission for slender Loris walk in the for, in the palace area we haven't been able to do it so so that's how you know we are connecting with people people are informing us and uh, telling us where they found them and we can then go and look for Loris's in those areas one of the goals of your research project is the uh, long-term nature conservation and population growth in the city, in this case, the city of Bangalore. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming 
you mean to include other cities as well? Yes, yes. So the, again, uh, you know, as I said in the past, that the project was basically to understand the urban ecosystems and uh, pressures on, of human population growth in the urban environment and whether we can actually do what we call reconciliation ecology, whether people can and, you know, uh, animals can or natural habitat can coexist within the human eco, human nature uh, e- ecosystem. Um, so that's the main goal and we are sort of picked up Bangalore as to, you know, see if we can do something like this with a project like this with citizen scientists and then take this model to other cities, you know, so develop protocols here and use some of these protocols, modified protocols in start to study other cities. And we've been having, you know, we have a lot of interest. People have been asking me to come and, you know, set up a similar kind of projects. And we'd like to also um, include uh, other taxes. So, for example, you know, we want to look at birds and insects and even other mammals. Uh, you know, in India, there are a lot of urban, um, you know, mammal, uh, urban wildlife, uh, and some of them are tolerated by people, some are not. So, but the main issue is that habitat destruction within city, the growth, and how we can reconcile, how we can actually, we, we won't be able to stop development, so how we can actually co- reconcile with development and wildlife. Are there any examples of this kind of thing happening in the United States, in cities in uh, this country? Yeah, there are plenty of work going on uh, all over United States and um, in Europe. Uh, there are a lot of citizen science projects uh, happening all over all over the United States. One of them is actually here in Fresno. We are doing the Fresno bird count, where we are basically studying uh, bird uh, avifauna of Fresno City uh, with citizen scientists, and it's been going on for eight, nine years now. Graduate students of Fresno State biology programs have been studying them. Uh, Madhu, Dr. Madhu Kati, who started this project, set up this project, he has students who are not only looking at just the birds, but also looking at plant diversity and uh, arthropod diversity, and also people's attitude towards wildlife. Uh, recently, they started a work, again, a citizen science-based project where they're looking at uh, wildlife in people's backyard through camera traps, the, what kind of animals come to the backyard. So, yeah, there are there are quite a few studies that's going on. But I think the uniqueness of this particular project is that citizen scientists of Bangalore are taking active part in not only just collecting the data, also designing the project, coming up with ideas. So it's more like a bottom-up kind of um, approach than a top-down and it's more of a community-based conservation effort than just scientists going and telling them how to collect data and what to do with it. How can people find out more about this project? So there is a website called org. You can go and look into it, and you can also sign up for volunteering, especially if you're based in Bangalore um, or elsewhere in India. 
uh, and even from here if you'd like to participate if you'd like to go to Bangalore City and participate in the project you are welcome to do that we are also going to do a fundraising uh, through crowdfunding so if you are interested to participate in that project it will be great to do that we also have a Facebook page that we update regularly it's called Urban Slender Lorises of Bangalore and a Twitter handle called Urban Loris so if you are, are interested in looking up you can do it through the, those social media that was Dr. Kaberi Kargupta biologist, anthropologist and director of the Urban Slender Loris Project Science, A Candle in the Dark will return on Tuesday, July 26th at 3pm this program was produced by Madhu Kati and Vic Bidoyan Thanks for listening.